Yeah, something to relate to. I think that's what we are all looking for. Something that feels true and that's something that's relatable. Hey, I'm Mark Stöcker and this is Global Content, where I travel the world virtually and find content creatives from around the world that teach me interesting new stuff and show me how they do things. Today, I'm joined by Christina Liabuti. She's an excellent copywriter living in Berlin right now. And she talks about what she does to create compelling stories and how her journalistic background does help her with that. I had the opportunity to work with Christina in the past. And I asked her if she would come onto the show and share a bit of her process and how she approaches content creation. So without any further ado, let's just jump right in. Hello, Christina, and uh, thanks for taking the time. Happy to have you on the show. You're very welcome, and I'm very happy to be here, and thanks for the invitation. So you're calling in from Berlin, right? Yes. What brought you there? Uh, well, I've been living in Denmark prior to Berlin for eight years, uh, together with my German boyfriend, and we just basically decided that we want something new, a new challenge, a new chapter in our lives, and we decided to move to Berlin. And um, yeah, I have long been feeling that it's time to move on, try something new, both personally and professionally. And, and uh, also yeah. there's a lot of opportunities in that city, I would imagine. So exactly. you came to the right place. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, right now it is not too bad, but the beginning wasn't so fun because we moved in the end of February, uh, which was just oh, before see. the pandemic, uh, well, the quarantine started and uh, Everyone, you know, told us, oh, Berlin is so such a unique city full of art and culture, random happenings and initiatives. And suddenly everything is closed. Uh, <laughs> everything is closed out. and shut down, yeah. So, yeah, we, we couldn't really settle in in the apartment, let alone, you know, get out and just embrace all that culture, meet the people. But as I said, right now, it's, it's really, it's much better. Of course, the summer is doing a lot of... <laughs> Uh, yeah, the good, uh, the good part as yeah. well. And yeah, exactly. So things are more open now, and you can enjoy more mm -hmm. of it and have uh, yeah. enjoy the the culture uh, much more. Exactly. So um, besides the culture, you're. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the most simple way to put it, you're a copywriter, right? Yes. But that's that's not as easy as it used to be. <laughs> it's a, quite a different job these days. So what would you say is kind of your focus, or could you just give us a rough figure of uh, a picture of how do you what what you work on and what kind of um, um, projects you do? So I'm uh, starting out as a freelance copywriter and translator, actually uh, translating from English to Lithuanian, which is my mother tongue, and uh, vice versa. Um, but as a copywriter, well, it could be all kinds of topics. Um, currently, for example, I'm working uh, with a company called C-Lab, um, which uh, connects uh, cancer startups with investors, like startups who innovate oh, wow. in the cancer research. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the company helps uh, to sort of through the network. Uh, they help find them mentors and investors, uh, 
yeah, so I'm writing blog posts and uh, website content and things like that. But it could okay. really be a wide range of topics as a copywriter. Yeah, from culture yeah, just, to tech. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and just that single client sounds interesting already. Mm -hmm. Well, from my experience, I actually, yeah, I learned the traits of a copywriter way, way back when there was, well, there were computers, but not not only the internet it was mainly focused on you know advertising and stuff mm -hmm. um, um i never had a journalist background but you do so mm -hmm. um does this make things kind of different and I'm probably a tough question but how do you feel about it um, is this an advantage or mm -hmm. is it yeah i think to some extent it really does have an effect uh because i feel As a journalist, you're used to doing a lot of research. You're used to collecting facts and things like that. So it sort of oh, yeah, it teaches right. you to keep a watchful eye on what you're creating, stick to the truth. But also, I think, and that's, I think, what I feel the most, uh, having worked as a journalist, is that you're very used to create crafting stories, you know? And that's, that, yeah, true. that, I think, helps to make the copy more personal, more engaging. It helps find that sort of main narrative that main hook that is going to capture the reader so i think it's yeah, yeah overall it's it's an advantage yeah it's an advantage actually now that you mm -hmm. mention it it makes a lot of sense because these days um people don't listen to these you know fluffy advertising headlines anymore <laughs> <laughs> they want yeah they want something well that goes deeper right Yeah, something so, to relate to. I think that's what we are all looking for. Yeah. Something that feels true and that's something that's relatable. And that this is where you can actually use the tools of the trade as a journalist, like look <laughs> into the things, find everything out. Yeah, that makes perfect yeah. sense to me. Yeah. So is there, just asking from that, if you're a copywriter, you probably like blog posts the most, right? Mm -hmm. Or um, is it just kind of your day-to-day -day business, but you like different content more? Or is the written word still the thing you would you know, hold the flag up anytime for? Mm -hmm. Yeah, these days we are really spoiled with content. I think the problem is just finding something worthy regardless of the of the format. But I'd say for me, my, my personal favorite form of content, yeah, would actually be podcasts. Uh, I really listen oh, a it lot. Would? <laughs> it would, okay, yes. Cool. Uh, and, I, and I can see it's still largely under monetized, but I think they are becoming bigger by day. I mean, the audience, listening audience is huge. And I think companies, yep. uh, they already start considering podcasting as their content strategy and beats participate as an expert in their field or even starting their own podcast series. And I yeah. think we will, we will see that more and more. Yeah. Well, that's interesting, actually. Mm -hmm. um, I'm with you on that. I think podcast is a great medium to uh, communicate um, expertise and all that kind of things. But on the other hand, I've heard uh, from a lot of podcasters in recent okay. weeks and months that it's kind of a downturn because people are less commuting than they used to do because of, you know, pandemic reasons. Oh, that's so, true. Mm -hmm. um, because if I look at my playlist, actually my podcast list, um, yeah, it's um, it starts to pile up a bit because I'm... <laughs> <laughs> not so much commuting anymore actually working yeah. mostly from home or you know not having so many um, meetings at the client mm -hmm. where you would drive to or take a train uh, I think that could be a bit of a challenge but then again you're totally right it depends on the quality so if you have something yeah, worth, worth definitely it true I didn't think about it uh, like that but I guess you're right I usually listen to them cycling because um, in Berlin 
uh, when you go to cycle somewhere, it takes quite a while. So yeah, it's a decent amount of listening. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> a decent amount of listening time because I go yeah. by bike. Well, that, that's great. I mean, that keeps you healthy. Uh, I mean, body and so, uh, body and mind, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. So, but in in the past, you've been creating mostly um, tech uh, or content for tech audience, right? Because well, we actually we got in touch uh, via mm -hmm. means of Umbraco, a content yeah. management system mm -hmm. vendor. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, that's very techy, right? Uh, well, sometimes, um, to some extent, I would say, but it wasn't super techy. Um, but yeah, I worked at Umbraco for three years um, and um, I got to create very different forms of content, be it emails, blog posts, case studies, uh, website content. Oh, cool, but a wide range. Mm -hmm. A really wide range, uh, but it was, uh, we did have to write about the tech, uh, but it was more uh, marketing the tech. So it wasn't very techy as such, like you wouldn't. As in the content. Yeah, I see what yeah, you mean. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I've got it wrong, but it looked to me like you had a more or less a global market. You're not mm -hmm. so focused on individual countries, right? You kind of try to speak with one voice, one voice mm -hmm. all over the globe, more or less, right? Yeah. I imagine uh, that'd be a challenge. Yeah. Um, it, it was, but I think um, if we take content that is more to the tech side and the concepts are very universal, so it doesn't matter where you're based, uh, it, mm -hmm. it would sound the same and also you don't have to worry that much. But of course, if you write text that touch upon culture in some way, then you have to really be aware of, your own beliefs, your own cultural norms creeping in uh, into your content. So yeah, great danger. Yeah. Yeah. You have to learn to avoid, let's say some specific terms or concepts that, that might be misunderstood or maybe not understood at all, or like not related at all to some specific country. Um, and then there are some, some details such as, for example, if you're listing product prices uh, in your email, You have to think of different currencies in different countries and you know you so it's little oh, yeah, things true. like that yeah, yeah. And, and date for example or time which time are you sending the email uh, it could be night in, in one part of the world or <laughs> yeah, daytime totally. on another so you know it's kind of you do have to think about all of these things um, and take into account and maybe yeah. kind of segment your newsletters and send exactly. one batch out yeah mm -hmm. yeah which is the, the, the obvious solution in regards to time zones. But um, currency is not so easy if you maybe don't even know the, 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 the country somebody's living in because it was just a newsletter sign up. So it depends yeah. on the quality of the data you have, sure. Exactly. Um, There's many, many aspects that play into this. But looking back on, on the content you created at Umbraco, um, which one would like you, did you like to create mm -hmm. the most? <laughs> It's actually funny because I, I had that question before and the first thing that comes to mind is actually the very first blog post or it wasn't the very first, but it was in the very beginning that I wrote uh, of okay. my uh, experience at Umbraco and it was uh, actually introducing CodeGarden for those who, who don't know what it is. It's a tech conference organized uh, by Umbraco itself and yeah. uh, 
it was a blog post to introduce code garden to people who've never heard of it or never attended it uh, so to to sort of newbies <laughs> and okay. uh, and i just i don't know I, I just remember having a lot of fun collecting the information for it interviewing a few people collecting photos and then writing it and i think w what's interesting because at that point i was still a very new employee and i hadn't been to code garden myself so i was sort of able to to look at the content with an outsider's eyes, you know, and that's always very helpful. Yeah, it makes sense. Able, yeah. yeah, when you're able to step away to sort of and and so I had in a way you create you kind of created content almost for yourself because you mm -hmm. haven't been in touch with uh, Code Garden yourself. Exactly. Um, so you yeah you try to find out what you could about it um, and write yeah. that up in an interesting, compelling story. Makes a lot exactly. of sense. And it just, I had so much fun and you could see it's a fun, quirky piece that I, yeah, I was proud of creating. And it makes me think of another also blog post that I've uh, especially enjoyed writing. It was dedicated to International Women's Day. Uh, oh, and yeah. it's uh, featured interviews with some truly inspiring and talented tech, uh, uh, tech ladies, <laughs> women in the tech community, or more specifically, Umbraco community. Um, and I think stories like that are very important. Uh, I think overall the tech community is still largely male dominated. Uh, and I think the more stories like that are released to the world, the better. Uh, it might yeah, inspire definitely. more girls uh, to, to embark on a tech career or perhaps some women who want to choose a new career so they are not so intimidated uh, to join in. So, you, yeah, that's actually... Um... That's very important. I mean, mm -hmm. the tech community is very male, and um, mm -hmm. I think most people hope for that to change. And these are, yeah, you know, important yeah. articles. On the other hand, you could probably kind of relate to it, even though you're not in tech. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's still, it kind of, you're, you were connected to both, both of these topics, as I receive it now, in a way, either one mm -hmm. finding out or trying to, you know, um, support the cause. Um, so do you think that's, that's especially, or this is when you come up with the best content where you're personally kind of in it in a way? Uh, I or... think, yeah, on some level, uh, I felt I felt very inspired writing it, I guess, because, uh, and I was researching the topic and I like, I, I went, when I went really deep, I was reading about the suffragettes, uh, like the whole. Oh, wow. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> just to search for inspiration, you know? Um, yeah. And I could definitely relate to myself. I mean. If you're personally connected with a topic mm -hmm. um, and you're investing probably more time than you intended to, it mm -hmm. makes for even greater content. I mean, I had, that's an experience I made myself as well. So <laughs> can yeah. perfectly relate to that. Generally still, you kind of have a process to everything, right? Or do you just go by feel of it? If you start out writing a blog post or an article, is there, you know, some, some process? So. Yeah. Well, it really depends on what you're writing. Sometimes mm -hmm. you already have all the info you need at hand provided to you by the clients or the company you work for. So you just sit mm -hmm. down and you scribble away. Uh, kind and of then a handyman know... for copy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just Yeah, because you know, use your profession to just get it done more or less if, because you have all the materials and info. Makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it could usually like if I if I can if I had to generalize a little bit, it starts from making an outline, a few bullet points uh, of what the piece is supposed to include, you know, and mm -hmm. um, or if you're doing an interview, you of course write down a list of questions uh, that are inspired by the theme of the piece that you're going to be writing, and then yeah, you you gather the information either through interviews or researching or other means, and then you. Make a draft and see what story starts to emerge. That's mm -hmm. basically uh, how you do it. With case studies, it's a bit simpler. You usually already have a certain structure that you always follow. So what was the issue? How it was resolved? What happened afterwards? Mm -hmm. And you True. sort of you yeah. lay down the text under under those uh, key key yeah themes. I've I've heard from some copywriters that they actually they have a process that's more like fleshing it out so they have the outline and that they, they jump between the topics up down mm -hmm. left right and just wherever they kind of where you, you could say um where inspiration hits you know what i mean mm -hmm. they just jump in i could uh okay, this could Definitely. be a good sentence down here and up there and others oh you you do this as well because yeah. others they work they work more with the flow like from top to bottom mm -hmm. more or less like start to finish would be a better expression maybe um, but you're also kind of jumping around and just fleshing it out more and more? With some pieces, it, it, I guess it really, really depends. Or sometimes, for example, you start out thinking of a specific theme or some sort of angle, and then you do the interview, and then you're like, oh, okay, this could actually be more interesting. And then you sort of shift, you know, and then you have another angle. But this goes more for um, like a very creative content let's say if it's a personal interview or mm -hmm. that kind okay, of what content you mean. it's a good tip for anyone uh, writing um if you say like um go with the flow more or less i mean not being chaotic but you had mm -hmm. something in mind you planned it out then you had the interview and then you discovered something maybe more interesting just yeah. go with that go with uh, like trust your feeling um make the content worthwhile and therefore worthy for the audience I, I think it's it's still it's I would say it's important to know where you start out and you know you have that outline, but it's about just being open, you know, uh, just being open and seeing sometimes where mm -hmm. the content takes you. Uh, it's more like that. That's like a journalist, like <laughs> as the yeah, as I the story like unfolds <laughs> somehow, right? You you the, the yeah. story unfolds as you work on it, and you kind of ah, oh, now I see. Uh huh. I mean, it makes a lot of sure. sense actually. And I think that's that distinguishes, I mean, you know, um, content um, dreadmill style content, if that makes <laughs> sense, mm -hmm. or like real insightful, helpful, engaging, inspiring content. Yeah, yeah it makes perfect sense. Definitely. So roughly, I mean, no, it's it's a very it's a hard question, but would you say? Is it more research or more actual copywriting that you have to invest? I mean, it depends actually, but for the bigger pieces, for the pieces you're proud of that you produced, hmm. what would you say? You do need to read a lot in order to write, to write well. Um, it really depends, again, what you research and what content you got. What do you have at hand? Sometimes the information could be so dull and it's so hard to sort of sell it. Mm -hmm. And to come up with something that's uh, that's attracting a lot of attention, but yeah, I'd say they're equally important. Um, yeah, I get that, uh, but I still have. I mean, what I'm trying to find out here is you're you're absolutely um, you're you think it's an Im 
important part of researching and reading up and it has to be a substantial amount of time of the overall time you invest right yeah it's not like a, a kind of a 20 minute research and then you start cranking out blog posts um because that is not well, how you create quality content yeah makes sense um, ideally yes uh, it's just sometimes you know um as i mentioned before you're just you have time constraints you have you know deadlines and just mm -hmm. Copywriters research as much as they can. Yeah, but you know how it is uh, when yeah, you're... True. Yeah, true. Definitely. Well, there's mm -hmm. always some constraints. I personally do think constraints do help me, though, as well. True. I mean, <laughs> to get to get it actually done and ship it. <laughs> I would, uh, I would uh, have never written my master thesis. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought about as well. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Sorry. There needs to be definitely. a deadline. It definitely okay. could be that engine that drives you to be more creative and in a very short time. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, sometimes mm -hmm. the challenge is what actually makes you come up with a unique idea or something like that. The time constraint is just put, it's so much pressure on you. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. how can I solve this? And then you come up with something. But in the end, most of the time, it's it's like all the other crafts and arts, right? You just, you got to put in the work and time in it. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. What's the... What's the biggest challenge you, you face as a content creator right now? Because we talked so much about the like the copywriting challenges. Mm -hmm. um, but is there maybe, <laughs> is there a bigger one? Like there's so much noise out there or do you think there is no challenge or nothing? Um, yeah, I would say the biggest challenge is just to establish yourself in the already really saturated markets. And of course, the pandemic did not help either, as it seemed mm -hmm. the whole world True. took a pause, uh, which meant shrinking budgets and much less work being offered for the self-employed. Mm -hmm. But I think yeah, also sure. freelancing it become freelancing it uh, sorry it becomes more and more popular. So that means you're competing with a lot with a lot of creatives out there. So all you can really do is just be active, be patient, <laughs> produce good content, and all the rest will follow, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can agree. And also kind of relate to that. The world definitely was feeling like somebody pressed the pause key mm -hmm. or button. and um, But it's picking up again. And I mm -hmm. think maybe it's also a, a chance for freelancers because people, now they realize that maybe they should invest more in their content marketing, having better blog posts so they can actually sell mm -hmm. uh, more or engage better with their clients or whatever target or goal they have. True. Um, so it could also be a chance. Um, you talked about staying on top of things. That's actually a very good question. Mm -hmm. How do you stay on top of all things content creation? Because there's so much out there. I think the hardest part is probably to find out where to look, right? Definitely, definitely. Well, in the last few months, I took a few uh, online courses, which could be a really nice way to learn more. Um, I took okay. some about content marketing, uh, also creative writing and freelancing. Um, mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. yeah on, a, on a specific platform or all over the web yeah, or it YouTube? So. It's on a platform called Udemy. So content marketing and freelancing on Udemy and then creative writing. I had uh, online sessions with uh, an English uh, writer, author, uh, who was uh, leading a class. And yeah, that's To kind of did. improve your skills by exactly. working with uh, industry's best. Yeah, yeah and makes then a lot I, of sense. 
I think like a lot of people, I follow a few pages on Facebook that are more specific to content marketing, such as Adweek or Creative uh, Gorilla Marketing, and you know, and pages like mm -hmm. that. So you just see the latest trends on 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 what's sort of hot right now and uh, where the content uh, marketing is going. Yeah, the industry overall. Yeah. yeah. Well, how I receive it, you you actually kind of. Um, investing in it You're not just like visiting a few you know lis okay. listening to a few podcasts or um clicking through to a few articles but you actually use um, these kind of educational yeah. platforms or these course platforms so you kind of investing time and money into that uh, would you say generally the industry is so fast paced you you need to like invest into these things to stay at top or is it just making things easier and you could do with just youtube for instance I, what you say i think you really have to invest especially when it comes to marketing because it's changing it's like every every few months there's something new that you need to keep up with you know you need you need to be uh, on top of things uh, yeah i know it's it's actually really hard sometimes i have the feeling it it's is. changing day by day I know. Uh, <laughs> so, no it's really it keeps you it keeps you on your toes i think exactly. content marketing and digital yeah. marketing is wow yeah fast paced but yeah it's a good solution to actually go to these course platforms uh, find the one that kind of mm -hmm. suits your needs um probably yeah. um Uh, also, there's different ones in regards to pricing, but you can, I think you can learn something on all of them. Yeah, that, that makes that that makes a lot of sense. Of so if I if I received it right, you kind of like you're always learning, you're always educating yourself to be um, a better uh, writer and marketer. Yeah, it's a simple I concept. <laughs> I think it's pretty hard to do because you know <laughs> life's often coming in between. But yeah. Awesome. So you're really dedicated. Great. That was amazing. I learned a lot about copywriting. Um, and I mean, that for me, that means something because I actually learned the trade back then. And in these days, I'm more on the content and digital marketing side. But uh, yeah, you showed me um, the, the joys of copywriting again. Thanks very much for oh, your you're time. You're very welcome. And thanks for having me here. It's, it's not often that I get to talk about myself as a writer. Uh, that much <laughs> so i'm very happy I'm very <laughs> yeah, happy sure. you got something out of it and i hope someone who's listening to this can also yeah. awesome that is really awesome that you found the time and you could talk about yourself and not only about your clients <laughs> and and their topics i imagine um so now people might want to find out more about you because you're an amazing <laughs> copywriter and i can just recommend you, hiring man. you so How how can they get in touch with you? I would Christina? say the best place would be on LinkedIn. So just follow my uh, yeah, enter my name, Christina Labute, and and you will find me easily. Cool. I'll put a link in the show notes as well, so everybody can click on it. Makes it even much easier. Uh, thanks again for coming. Yeah. Really enjoyed this, and um, hope to talk to you again in the future. And Thank maybe we can go more. further on some of the topics. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Mark. Have a nice day. You too. All the best. Bye. 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 All right, so that's it for today's episode. Thanks again, Christina, for sharing your experience and your process. Um, please get in touch with Christina if you have questions uh, in regards to copywriting or content creation. She's over at LinkedIn, as we all are, and you can find her easily. I'll put a link in the show notes, and please let me know if you have any feedback in regards to the show. And if you could do a review on the podcasting platform you prefer, that would really be awesome. Um, yeah, until next time.